a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Trax Power Sports. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. Hour number two and the final one, as always, for another week of KSL Outdoors Radio. It's great to have you with us. Uh, coming up in this half hour, we're going to reconnect with uh, Bob and Mark. And we'll find out what uh, Bob is up to today. He's back out with uh, Adam Eagle, I do believe, at Lake Powell, but we'll find out for sure. Mark's also going to be tagging along, uh, at least on the air. I don't think he's with uh, Bob right now down in uh, at Lake Powell, but uh, more on that coming up. Roger Egan from Bear River Lodge will check in, and then uh, Navi has agreed to give us one more uh, a couple of minutes anyway, Russell, uh, to talk about his experiences on the Middle Fork. I meant yeah. to ask you last hour, too, uh, you brought up um, our uh, oh float gal, help me. Hmm. <sighs> that was headed to the Middle Fork, also with uh, yeah, Nancy. Nancy, Nancy Siemens. Nancy yeah. Siemens. Um, is she joining us? Do you know that? That's not this week. That'll be next week or sometime soon. I, I hope. believe it's. Yeah, I believe it'll be next week. Yeah. All right. Look forward to it because she's got a sky call phone with her too. Yeah. Russ, by the way, if you're just joining us and weren't here for the first hour, is up in Big Sky Country getting things ready yeah. for. A little ring ceremony for uh, Miss Megan, so we send our yeah. congratulations up there. Yeah, maybe we'll have her on with us next week, huh? That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it'd be fun, though. You've told me a little bit about the area, and you mentioned uh, yeah. geographically where you are. People are looking at a map, although my guess is when you say Laurel, a lot of people probably don't know Laurel either. Is there a, a, bigger, a bigger town that my, people might be familiar with to get a bead on where you're at? Well, Billings, we're not that far from Billings okay. either. Uh, Billings is just a little further than Laurel. This is right off of the 212 highway. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you yet, but that's the highway that goes up to Beartooth Pass, Red ah. Lodge and Beartooth Pass and all that. It's been a while since we've been on that. I didn't recognize it. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of the stuff we've been on, just quickly we've been on it, you know, on motorcycles or whatever. Yeah. Here's my suggestion. Don't try and take Beartooth in the motorhome. That would be a bad idea. No, nah, I got the Jeep with me. I was <laughs> I was towing the, towing the Jeep. Okay. So I've got that to go play in. <laughs> All right. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. You, you, are you seriously sitting on a mountaintop right now, or are you indoors somewhere? We're pretty uh, – there are a couple of ridges higher than we are, but I'm sitting in the motorhome right now. Very nice. Yeah, it's. I got it all set up to – hang out here when it gets hot the mobile sky call studios i love it yeah that's right that's right 
Hey, I uh, want to shift gears here and talk about National Shooting Sports Month. Raylene yeah. Takeda is the uh, na- the Hunter Education Coordinator for the Division of Wildlife Resources and joins us from time to time. Raylene, thanks for your time today. Well, thanks for having me. Tell me about uh, National Shooting Month. Obviously, this is more than just in Utah, although we'll focus on some things that are coming up. Uh, it's It sort of dovetails into hunters, I'm going to guess anyway, getting themselves ready for the fall hunts. Correct, yeah. So August is National Shooting Sports Month. Um, so all states pretty much participate. Um, but here in Utah, we do have, you know, the two shooting ranges that are owned by the division, uh, one here in Salt Lake and then one up in Cache County. I asked before we jumped on if this included uh, archery, and I guess it does, whether you're going to yes. shoot a bow or a rifle, right? Right. Yeah, to get yourself all sighted in. Here's the other thing, and, and uh, in our first half hour in our News of the Week segment, we were mentioning this heat and how it's affecting so many of the things we do outdoors. One of the reasons for encouraging people to go to a, an enclosed, controlled environment like a shooting range right now is because target shooting in this heat could lead to all kinds of problems with fires. All kinds of problems. We've, I mean, we've had in the past many um, wildfires were started from people out target shooting. The, you know, a ricochet hits some rocks, you get the sparks, and off it goes. Yeah, Russ, you've had a lot of experience, speaking of Megan, with uh, taking the girls and oh, your yeah. son out to shoot from the time they were tiny. We yeah, we have we like to shoot in a range out in the desert, and it's it's in an area where it's a hollow kind of an area where you have nothing you're going to hit except bare ground and rocks. And so fire-wise, it's very safe. And safety-wise, there's no one else there. And uh, we really have a lot of fun setting up targets and setting up scenarios. And um, it's just a great way to go. But I'll tell you, a range, and right now an indoor range would really be nice. Yeah. I was just thinking while uh, Raylynn was talking, though, the memories that you've shared and your kids have shared with me about, yeah. the, you know, those times with you when they were younger is fantastic. Yeah, a lot of stuff I can't talk about on air, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we really we really had some great times, yeah. Yeah. All right, so if people want to get out and uh, sight in, maybe they've got a new uh, uh, firearm for the hunt season, which is coming up, Raylynn, or maybe they want to try archery for the first time. Yeah. Walk us through some of these things that are going to be out there to uh, do both, but also have an enjoyable day. So um, at if you're here in Salt Lake and you're going to be headed out to Lee Kay, um, all through the month of August, they're going to have different things. So like on August 5th, um, all visitors that come and shoot at the archery range, um, it'll be free that day on the archery range. Wow. Um, so if you want to try your archery, that's a great place. August 12th, um, all visitors are going to be able to shoot on our big bore ranges. That's the 100, 200, and 300-yard ranges for free. And then on August 19th, um, they'll be able to shoot on the 25 and 75 and handgun range ranges for free. Mm. And then on August 26th, those that have you know wanted to try shotgun, um, they'll be able to shoot one round free on the shotgun range. So nice. um, a lot going on in August. Um, also, our Cache Valley range are going to have different specials and activities going on all through the month also. 
Here's the thing about uh, Lee K. public shooting range. I make the mistake sometimes when we're leading up to these conversations of assuming that or maybe presenting it in a way that would make people uh, presume that you have to be a hunter to do these things. I find skeet shooting and trap shooting just to be so enjoyable. And actually, there's some amazing competitions that take place if you get good at it, uh, Ray Lynn, all over the country, all over the world, really. All over all over the world, yes. And we um, actually have leagues that um, happen out there at Lee K. Um, I want to say they shoot Wednesday nights. I can't even remember. Maybe it's Thursday. But they have a league going on. Um, Cash Valley also has a league on their shotgun range. So if people want to get involved um, and just they may never hunt. It could be all target shooting, and yeah. we've got all that there. That would be cool. And is it an individual thing or a team thing? Either or. Um, if you have a team that you've put together, you can come and shoot as a team or you can come and shoot as an individual. Yeah. Russ, I don't know if you knew this, but there's also a dog training area out there at Lee Cave. Were you aware of that? No, not at all. When did that happen? Ray Lynn, uh, what are the details of that we, for training your dog? Oh, wow, we've had that training, dog training area for quite a while. Um, wow. Years. I mean, I think pretty much since it's been open. Um, but it, the different clubs around the state hold different um, meets and tournaments and whatever they call them in the dog world out at Lee K quite often. What is a five? Nice. What is five stand shooting? I'm not familiar with that one. Um, it is a form of trap shooting. Um, it's just, you know, like the different way the birds come at you and mm. locations that you stand to shoot. Oh, all right. Um, there's normally a charge. You know, we were talking about all the activities they can do free on any uh, any Saturday, I guess, August 5th, 12th, 19th, 26th. But even if you're going to pay to get in there, it's only a couple of bucks, isn't it? Um, for... Um, like the rifle and archery, it's six dollars for the entire day, and then for kids, it's three dollars. Mm. And then um, shotgun range, um, the fees are listed on our website. They're different fees for the different ones. Yeah, and I don't want to confuse anybody. I just wanted them to know right. that it's a really nominal fee. Uh, for everybody to get out there and uh, enjoy. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we talked about it. Leading into August, it is uh, National Shooting Sports Month. Raylan, thanks for your time today. Well, thanks for having me. You guys have a great day. You too. Thanks, Raylan. All right. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll check in with the boys, uh, Bob and Mark. So stay with us. More of KSL Outdoors Radio right around the corner. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Well, Bob and Mark are back with us uh, times two today. It's time to do a little road trip, and we'll find out where they are this week with Adam Eco. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. They've been on the road just about every time I try and connect with them, actually, so it's always uh, lucky to catch them when they're stopped somewhere. Bob is in Loa. Mark, I guess you're home or elsewhere today. I didn't even think to ask. I'm home. I'm home, but uh, spent... Uh several days out around the boulder mountains and looking over the henry mountains last week and so it's been it's been a good time to get away but good to be back yeah well we're going to talk about the henry's but bob i want to talk about uh where you were with adam this week and you're actually on your way home i think from that trip you were down at lake powell yeah we went we came down to uh tickaboo lodge down north lake powell in the bullfrog uh, basin area and went out onto the lake one day and up into the henry's the next and uh, had two really great days what's the water level like we we this past week had uh, jake stone who is one of our great uh, clients and sponsors here at ksl he's uh, the man behind zero res uh, carpet cleaning he was actually on with us for a full hour from a houseboat out there in the middle somewhere and he was saying because they make this trip annually, that uh, the water was still up 60-some feet from where they remember it a year ago. Yeah, it was up, I think, uh, got to 65 feet and starting to lower now. It reached its peak a week or so ago, and now it's starting to go down a little bit. But the main ramp at Bullfrog will probably stay open through the end of August, and they're hoping it'll get to the end of August. But the north ramp will be open throughout the season now you'll be able to launch every type of boat houseboats everything from the north ramp once the main ramp closes um for the remainder of the season and the water you know once you're on the lake the water looked great this year i mean it's it's really noticeable from last year but once you're on the lake it doesn't feel any different than it has in the years when when the lake was much higher it just feels pretty much the same yeah uh and one of the magical things about being a lake pal is just how tall those cliffs are uh when you're sitting when you're sitting there whether it's a giant houseboat or a smaller boat it's just uh really impressive all right um Henry Mountains, Mark, are known because of the uh, herd of buffalo down there. It's one of two places we focus on Antelope Island and some down there on the Henrys. But tell me about this, and I hope I say it right, Lackalith Formation. What's that? Well, you know, it's it's a term that they've come up with to identify what essentially is a, is a mountain created by magma or lava. And it's an uplift of, of that molten lava coming up out of the ground. And if you get if you look at the Henry Mountains from... Any point on the compass, there's, it stands out there in the middle of nowhere, it seems like. Where did it come from, you know? And so the Henrys go up to over 11,500 feet. That's Mount Ellen's, the highest peak. Got several big peaks on the on the Henrys. And and that that buffalo herd is, is I think, the only huntable free-roaming herd of buffalo in the, in the United States. Hmm. Well, that view must be something from up there at Mount Ellen. You know, when you're standing on top of there, you can see all points of the compass. You can see north to the San Rafael Swell. You can see off into almost to Colorado to the east. Look south. You're looking towards Tickaboo and Lake Powell. And 
and over to the west you got Boulder Mountain, Thousand Lakes Mountain. It's pretty amazing all the points, all the things you can see from up there. Yeah. All right, Bob, I'm going to guess you were spending some time down at Tickaboo, or at least in that area. How's business for those guys at Lake Powell? Actually, they're having a really good year. You know, it's a, a dichotomy of seasons here. You know, last year, because all the news was negative about low water, they had a really bad summer season. This year, they're having a great season because it's all positive. All the talk is good about water levels, so they're having a great season now. It's a great time to come down because the lake is not busy. It's not busy. The weekends probably get a little busier than weekdays, but um, it's a great time to come down. Uh, It's such an enjoyable lake. We went out to a canyon uh, on our trip where where there's some dinosaur tracks that just cover this large rock that fell off the rim, just completely covered with it. It's an area we call Crapper Canyon because there's a floating outhouse. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Crapper, Crapper (laughs) Canyon. I like it. Try to figure out where that's at on your own. Yeah. but, yeah, it's just a wonderful time to be down at the lake. It's hot outside, so it's a great time to be in the water. But uh, it's it's a good season. Uh, a lot of things coming up down the road with off-road events in this fall. So, you know, you just want to check them out at NorthLakePal.com to see what's going on down there. But we also had a great day on the Henry Mountains. I was asking Mark if he'd been to a canyon we had uh, explored. You know, and Adam, Adam knows the Henrys really well. He's done so much guiding. You know, he's an elk guide. He's done so much guiding in those mountains and hunting himself, but this was a canyon that he wasn't aware of as well called Conundrum Canyon. Oh, neat. And this is an adventure. It's a very, very tight slot canyon. There's some bushwhacking at the bottom. There's a small creek that runs through it, and there were sections of it that were just barely wide enough to get through, a body through. Uh, there are a lot of water drops in it where you have to stem through it. Uh, and near the top is a wooden dam so they they had dammed up that water we're guessing probably around the 1920s to hold some of the water back for their needs you know there's a lot of camp uh, uh, mining camps up there um, eagle ghost town and several others for uranium and gold and so we figured it was probably used for that but what, one thing that's really neat about the henry mountains it's full of history lots of old buildings and cabins and and cellars and just just you know um, shafts. It's just such a area that has so much history in it. Yeah, Mark, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Or oh no, the just the, the the drainages that come off the Henry Mountains go in all directions, and there are slot canyons and and like Bob said, a, a huge amount of mining history up there that's fun to explore. Yeah, the one thing I would add is uh, it's amazing how much relief you can get from the temperatures just in one of those canyons. When you've got those big walls, uh, it tends to really help because you're in the shade most of the day, or at least that's the way I envision it, Bob. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's wider than that. I don't know. No, you're in the shade most of the time, and you're actually walking in water in this particular canyon, so it's a great place to escape the heat. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you both and hearing more on uh, Adam Eagle's program on Channel 5, KSL Outdoors on the TV side. And we'll direct everybody to your website, which is just Road Trippin' with Bob and Mark. Road Trippin' with Bob and Mark.com. Got a break. When we come back, we'll talk. Uh, Navi's going to jump back on here with us. And we're going to talk more about his uh, Middle Fork trip last week. Some more details of some of the mayhem. So stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. 
But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.